What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Rule of Two. There's a five-second delay there. Massive technical difficulties on my end. My computer's dying, so I'm sorry we're late, but uh, I'm glad to be here. What's going on, Mark? I see you're in Tatooine. Yeah, man, I decided to take a little vacay um, to the uh, planet of Tatooine. Oh, cool. Yeah, looks good. I like the suns. You getting yeah. a good tan? Yeah, it's pretty good, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot to sand, you know, and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Jeez. But uh, other than that, everything is pretty good. Cool. That's good, bro. Okay, well, today we got some news. Uh, we have someone that's going to be – some news actually on the Cassian Andor show, which Mark was always saying is not going to happen, but I was faithful. And a lot of people don't give a crap about the show. Honestly, I don't care about Cassian Andor. You guys know I don't give a crap about him. Um, but I do give a crap about – the time that he's in, the era he's in, which is during Rogue One's time, which is the Empire. So, Mark, you want to announce who just got cast? Yeah, so today it came through the wires that Adria or Jonah, who I don't really know much about, to be honest. Um, it seems that she was in uh, Narcos Season 3, I believe. I'm, I'm not even 100% sure. Um, she was in True Detective... Um, I don't really know too much about her, but it seems that she was cast as the opposite to um, uh, Diego Luna in Cassian Andor. So, look, I'm still not convinced this series is going to happen, um, but this is a pretty big announcement that obviously makes it way more likely that it's going to happen. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know too much about her, Um but I am very, I'm a little bit surprised that they made this announcement uh, today because I, I really don't think this series is going to happen. So it's just, it kind of blows my mind a little well, bit. Well, I hope it happens because then that way we can segue into Vader and the Empire and everything like that. By the way, before we begin, uh, all Super Chats today go to Lebanon and uh, the Red Cross over there. So um, I got your messages. Not, not the government, the Red Cross is going to get it. So. Um, yeah, send your super chats. 100% will go towards them. So, we got a couple already. Uh, would you ever do the Family Guy Star Wars saga as a watch party series? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure, man. So here's what I want to see in the Cassian Ender series is not so much about him because I'm not invested in him, but a background on the Empire itself. And I think we're kind of segueing into that already with how Clone Wars ended and with how the Mando is kind of showing us a spin on the remnants of the Empire and how they're still around and what happened to the Stormtroopers and everything. So I think we could definitely go in that area, especially with Rogue One having been so popular and uh, Vader's scene, of course. We didn't get enough of the Empire. We only got some hints of Palpatine in the film, and um, I'd like to see more. So I really hope that they're going to show us a lot more of that. Yeah, um, so I'm looking at... I'm looking at some news that dropped, and it seemed like today Diego Luna himself actually gave a little update on the show. Uh, and, uh, and I quote here from MovieWeb, Diego Luna revealed, even though other productions have begun filming, they want to be wise about when and how to return. Here's what he had to say about it. Um, So where uh, God, this article kind of cut cut off, but 
I think he's saying that they're in no hurry. Oh, here we go. But Diego Luna and presumably Lucasfilm don't want to rush into something to meet a date. Safety is a priority, and the situation at hand has made Luna reconsider some things. Um, official plot details are largely being kept under wraps for the series at this time. Tony Gilroy, who oversaw extensive reshoots and rewrites on Rogue One, is serving as showrunner of the Disney Plus series. Gareth Edwards, I, I like Gareth Edwards a lot. Gareth Edwards, who directed the movie, isn't involved, of course. <laughs> of course he's not. So far as we know, Alan Tudyk will be reprising his role as K2SO, which was my favorite yeah. character in that movie. I thought he was great. Um, Geneva O'Reilly is also expected to return as Mon Mothma. She was great as Mon Mothma. With Jimmy Smits, the great Jimmy Smits, rumored to reprise his role as Bail Organa. New cast members making their debut in a galaxy far, far away are Stellan Skarsgård, Denise Gao, and Kylie Wait, Skarsgård? So look. The guy who played It? Pennywise? Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård. I'm not sure who that is. Stellan. I know that there's a bunch there's of a Skarsgård. family okay. members. They're, they're all actors. I was going to say Pennywise Stellan is going to be in Star Wars. Uh, That'd be cool. Stellan is the one that's in the Avengers. He's the older Doctor Guard. He, he's the father. He's the father of the Skarsgård. Oh, cool. Guards. Okay. Yeah, which, you know, I can see him in a Star Wars. So, so look, here basically proves that um, my uh, cynicism around this show might be completely wrong because, as I understand this article, it seems that they did start shooting and then they stopped shooting uh, because of coronavirus and they have no real plans to return as of yet until things are more safe. So there you have it. Okay, well, fair enough. Um. Next, what's <laughs> the next bit of news? We don't really have much. It's uh, the most dead time in Star Wars right now. Charlie, thank you so much for your super chat, and Mab, thank you so much. Uh, your money's gonna be going to a good place. Hopefully, this helps the ones over there for the proceeds. My only message is theory, Mark. You guys rock. Thanks. Thank you, Charlie. I'll try to see you on the gaming channel tonight if uh, my computer doesn't die. And over there, we'll do another fundraiser, but for a different cause. For you, you'll see. <laughs> so Vader Immortal is coming to P PlayStation VR. Not that that's really big news, but right. Um, that's another thing. Right. That was a really exciting game. It was a great game. And look, and the other the other big rumor is that um, um, Alden Ehrenreich or what um, is is set to reprise his role as Han Solo in a Disney Plus series. Is that actual news, or is that just a rumor? It's a rumor. Oh. Okay, well, we were talking about this a while ago. In the, so if Solo 2 does happen, then they would just make it into a show. And I could see that. And I thought Solo 2... I, saw, I thought Solo was okay, primarily because it was about Han Solo, and I'm not unbelievably invested in his character. Um, you can't really mess it up, right? But... And I say but. If we go forwards with Solo 2... I would like to see all the, the cast return, and I just primarily want to see Darth Maul on Dathomir with Kira. That's it. I don't care about anything else, really. Yeah, Kira was a good character. Um, I liked Kira a lot. I thought yeah, she was she's a good badass. character. Everyone was thinking that, oh, that's yeah. Rey's mother. It's like, no, I guess not. I mean, I look, 
I wasn't a big fan of Solo. Um, yeah. But uh, I I did like the Kira character. I thought she had a good turn. I thought she was like she was more Han Solo than Han Solo was. You know, because Han Solo's journey as a hero from A New Hope to Return of the Jedi is that he's a guy who's very selfish, um, an outlaw, a pirate, doesn't really care about anybody except himself and his own wallet, yeah. w willing, willing to go back on deals and steal money and steal cargo and all those kinds of things right. to a selfless general who puts uh, the good of the people ahead of his own things, right? That's his journey. Um, and in Solo, I didn't really get that scoundrel uh, character, you know? Like, I always felt that the scoundrel wasn't... He wasn't a scoundrel enough. I mean, like, I think to do Solo right, you almost need Han Solo to be borderline the bad guy um, in yeah. a movie. And, um, you know, I think Kira was more Solo than Han Solo True, was. okay, so, I see you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so I like the Kira character. It'd be nice to see her come back. I don't know if she will. I mean, she's a pretty big actress, yeah. um, and she's got a lot of work. So I'm not sure they're gonna bring her back, but it would be nice if they did. Yeah, it'd be cool. And again, I just want to see more of Darth Maul, and I want to see his what he's been up to in live action, more of his backstory and everything like that. So uh, a few new members. Thank you yeah. guys. Nicholas Cage as Darth Vader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, imagine that. Love your channel theory. I always have something to look forward to on Mondays. Showing love from Toronto. Mark, you're awesome. That was Liam. Thank you, Liam. Thanks, Liam. Mark, you burning up yet or? Burning up where in the in the Tatooine yeah. sun? <laughs> you should you should create an animation no, out just... of this and have like sand people running behind you. You know what? Um, this is a complete total non sequitur, but go with me on this okay. one for a second, all right? All right? So this weekend. I um, Voodoo, which is like this like online movie buying website yeah. or uh, yeah. streaming service. I'm sure you probably yeah. heard of it. Um, they had a special on a 4K edition of Terminator 2, mm -hmm. uh, Judgment Day, uh, the theatrical release, for for six bucks. Six bucks, you can buy the 4K version. And I was like, oh, this is a cool deal, so I bought it. Okay, um, and. I, I watched it on my projector, nice big 4K image. I was really enjoying myself, but then I started to realize something. That movie came out, I forget exactly what year it came out. I 90, think it's 92 uh, or something? Five, 92, is it 92? 94. The first, one, the first one came out in 84. Yeah. I think the second one came out in 92. I think you're right, it's 92. Um, but that movie is almost identical to the Phantom Menace. There's a lot of similarities between the Phantom Menace and T2. And if you go back and you look at T2 and you look at the character of John Connor, he's very similar um, to the character of Anakin Skywalker. Um, you know, they're both kind of these chosen one warriors that are supposed to bring balance to whatever conflict they're involved with, right? They're like indispensable. You know, they're like these characters that their future has kind of been predestined yeah. right um, and then t2 or or uh, uh, arnold's terminator character i think it's the t i forget what t800 those term t800 yeah. is kind of like qui-gon yeah you know and this is what really cracked me up the first time that you see the t1000 and the first time that you see 
Darth Maul attacking uh, Qui-Gon, right? So the first time that Qui-Gon sees Darth Maul and the first time that the T-800 sees the T-1000, yeah. what, what is the line that, that, what's the line that, that Qui-Gon says when he first sees Maul? Do you remember? I don't think he says anything to him. Doesn't say anything to Maul. No, he says he says a, he says a very famous line that we've that we've talked about a thousand times. Anakin, drop! Right? So like. Oh, you like, mean in the sand? Maul. Yes, that's the first time that Qui Gon sees Maul. Right. Okay. Right is when he's coming at him. He's like Anakin. Drop. Right. Okay. And then Anakin drops. Right. The first line that Terminator gives. T, uh, get uh, down. When he sees, get down. <laughs> I mean, dude. That's kind of funny, very, actually. Very yeah. Similar. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very, okay. very similar. And then if you think about it, they both end on the lava planet. True. Right. Like both, uh, both movies. Well, you know, you got to skip ahead to episode three, but the lava planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In both. Yeah. You know. That's kind of uh, weird. Yeah. So anyway, and obviously Jim Cameron and George Lucas are very good friends, but they're also very competitive with each other. If you've seen those interviews, right? Like. They always try to like compete with each other, kind of like an arms race, which motivates them to each do cool mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so anyway, I thought it was really interesting that there was so many kind of thematic similarities between, um, you know, T2 and Phantom Menace. And if you think about it, George might have gone a little bit more Erdward Furlong with Anakin. Um, than what he did, right? Erdward Furlong was a little mm. older, you know, so he can... And if you think about it, right, like, what does Erdward Furlong do? He rides that motorcycle around yeah. town. He's not really supposed no. to, right? Anakin with his Anakin with his uh, uh, pod yeah. racer, right. you know? Uh, so anyway, uh, total weird non sequitur, but I thought it was pretty cool, the similarities between these two amazing That's films. The, yeah, you, I texted you and you were like, yeah, I'm watching T2. I'm like, why the hell is he watching T2 right now? So random. <laughs> yeah just it was six bucks yeah. you know uh, and i'm not you know we're not sponsored by voodoo but if you want to go check out t2 um anyway. hey hey they're not they're not paying me for that yeah <laughs> only money only yeah money. it's a good movie there, no there are a lot of good movies out there especially old ones from the 90s i think 80s and 90s movies and we're really taking a detour now 80s and 90s movies are they're never going to come back I don't think those characters will ever, ever come back. I think the characters that I grew up with, like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Arnold and Sylvester Stallone and uh, Bruce Willis, Steven Seagal, um, all those guys, I think I think we're never going to see those kind of pe people again. Yeah, did you, uh, you know, I I love that era. I thought it was, you know, the same great the best. action yeah. movies you know, in that time. And, and uh, if you think about it, the Star Wars prequels are almost the end of that era. Yeah. You know, you know, they almost came at that time where they kind of put the put the exclamation point on that era. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was my little Star Wars moment for the weekend. What about you? What about me? Uh, I didn't really have a Star Wars moment this weekend. Uh, every day is a Star Wars moment. Just looking at bonus DVDs and stuff, but I haven't been able to since last night because my computer's been dying, so... All you on the gaming channel. Uh, let's hope. Uh, let's hope the computer works. Otherwise, no more streams. But I've been having a really fun time going through the bonus discs, man. It's like taking me back to when I was a little kid. You know. It just has a different feel. 
not to get into the whole yeah. like you know this era that era of star wars it just has a completely different feel and it's just i was watching some stuff that you know i haven't put up yet but george lucas was like he went to the costume designers for padme's dress and was literally giving them the rundown on how he wants her dress to look and like how he wants the sun to like to to shine through the dress and how it should be curving this way and that way and it should have these and the amount of detail that guy put into the films is is it just it's crazy like you know he's a detailed person but it's it's just mind-blowing yeah yeah it's my it's definitely definitely mind-blowing man it's inspirational um i love the story of the guy who uh designed um general grievous did we talk about that already on matthew wood oh wait not the voice no i don't think we did i don't know if we did yet so, so um, it's in one of those DVDs that you're going to watch. Um, Probably episode three. Yeah, I'm, I've been saving yeah. it. But um, he um, basically, he created this character of General Grievous, and the character didn't have a look or a feel yet, and he kind of described what, the, what, what he wanted the character to be. And then, like, pretty much all of the Lucasfilm concept artists started doing all of these, you know, uh, concept art for it. And, uh, and I just love the idea that after they would create like 20, 30, 40 versions of it, they would invite George to come in yeah. and George walks around with a little yeah. stamp, you know, <laughs> and he like stamps things, you know, that he yeah. likes. Um, you remember what the stamp and, said? Um, I don't remember. So if he said. really liked a design, like really loved, like it was perfect, don't touch it, he would put Fabuloso. Oh, really? Apparently, Fabuloso. yeah. What the heck? So anyway, he's stamping and stamping and stamping, and then he gets to the General Grievous that we all know and love today, and he stamps it. Maybe he stamped it fabuloso. And then, like, the guy who had designed it, it was, like, his first week or, like, his first, like, month or something at Lucasfilm. Um, And then, like, after George left the room, everybody um, walks up to him and says, how does it feel to just have become an icon? You know, to just have created an icon. And like, because these people know, no matter what happens, that's the character chosen. That character will become an yeah. icon because it's friggin' yeah, Star true. Wars, you know. So it's like it's just a, it's just a cool moment, you know. It's like, like how did it feel for that guy, you know, to say, "Wow, I just, I just created real Star Wars yeah. lore," yeah. you know. And that's what I like about George is that he, like, he'll give you what he wants. He'll be like, "Look, I want some like cyborg dude. Just go make me stuff." And then he'll choose what he likes, and then he'll take the, the, the process of elimination through all of it, and then he'll just find what he wants. And it's pretty cool. And you, you know the voice of Grievous is Matthew Wood, right? Uh, Matthew Wood, no, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't yeah, know that. so he does all the sound design on, on in the prequels. He's been there for about 30 years or something like that. Oh, yeah. wow. wow. Yeah, pretty young cool. guy. Yeah, I think he's... A, yeah, Grievous... So it's like, why not get... Like, what do you think would be cooler? A Grievous spin-off Disney Plus th- uh, series or friggin' Cassian Andor, you know? like Grievous. Of course, you know? But, like, maybe that's why, like, I'm so kind of uh, stubborn about Cassian Andor is not going to happen because I just don't understand why it is happening. You know, when there's so much Star Wars lore that you can dig into, so many stories to tell in that universe why they like they're spending all this time effort and money on this one you know um 
Yeah. Anyway, Bro, why whatever. is so much of the I'm stuff sure happening that's happening? Look, I'm just excited for Lego Star Wars. I'm excited for Mando Season 2 and the new Clone Wars sequel. That's it. For right now. Yeah, Mando Season 2 is definitely at the top of my list, obviously. I'm very excited about that. I think that that's going to be... I think that actually Mandalorian is our only hope. Yeah. Okay, I think that Mandalorian is our only hope. Because if Filoni and Favreau keep pushing the Force front and center, now with the dark saber and, uh, you know, and, and this new moth, uh, Gideon or whatever his name is, you know, potentially having Force powers, potentially being... Um, like a former, you know, acolyte of, of the emperor, all these kinds of things, bringing those things to the foreground again, having them become popular would mean, okay, well, wait a minute, maybe we should do more of that and less of this random stuff that nobody really knows about, you know? Um, so, look, hopefully Mandalorian is uh, paves the way for, you know, better Star Wars content. That's... That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I think the prequels and originals have paved the way for what people like, and uh, especially the originals. And uh, the new age, you know, of course, the prequels with, with people who are around my age and under, which is great. So it's kind of like you got the best of both worlds. And I think with the Mando, it just takes that and exemplifies it, you know, to, to the 10th degree. And it's great. But what I want to see is I, I want to see more. I don't want to just, you know, have it stop at Mando and, okay, Mando's done. Now we got to wait another year or whatever. I want – they had the right idea, okay? They had the right idea with doing The Force Awakens and then doing Rogue One and then doing, you know, Last Jedi, then doing Solo. Like, they had the right idea of two Star Wars movies in the span of, you know, 365 days. Right. Like, like one uh... – one Skywalker saga, one yeah. not, one, one spin-off, one standalone. Yeah. yeah. And I think they might be doing that with shows now because they know how lucrative the streaming service is. I mean, when Netflix has what, like, don't quote me on this, but what, like 200 million or 300 million subscribers a month? That's, that's yeah, big. Yeah, I'm not mo- sure. They, uh, I mean, I thought it was more. More than that. More. So, I mean, you do the math, that's, you know, billions every month pretty much. It, that's crazy. So... I can see why they're doing this. It's like doing a major motion picture every month, every yeah, literally every month. But what I what I'd like to see is for more of these shows to be popping up and not having to wait a year. I think they miscalculated when they released Solo and uh, after the fact because they were like, "Oh, box office numbers were terrible." Blah blah blah. People didn't. I, I said this a million times. People don't shit on Solo. They don't hate Solo. They didn't go see Solo because it was a bad movie. It's a Star Wars movie, and it had Maul in it. It was cool. But it's because of The Last Jedi. And so they're taking that statistic or whatever, and they're like, oh, this bombed, so you know what? We're going to attribute it to two Star Wars movies a year. It's like, that's not the problem. The problem is that you created a movie that had so much fan backlash that people, out of spite, didn't go and see your second product because it was so close together. If you had released Solo before... And then the Last Jedi, I guarantee you, it would have been different. Right. So yeah. I think they yeah. should still roll uh, with two films a year. I mean, that would be nice. Obviously, uh, more Star Wars. Just don't matter. make them suck. It, it, it's that simple. It, yeah. Like really. So, um, a little bit of a different topic, but I think a good topic. Um, 
and maybe you already spoke about this, and if you did, stop me, but Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon, did an interview with, um, with a pretty big publication, and they asked him um, quite a bit of questions about Mandalorian Season 2, um, and um, his answers are pretty fascinating. Uh, did you already go into no. that? So um, one quote from the interview, which I thought was really, really cool, um, is that he says, and I quote here, you'll see more of the Darksaber. You'll get the explanation of this ancient weapon to the modern world, a collapsed world. Where did this saber come from and how was it revived? It is a key in our second season, which will be back sooner than later. The saber is a key to Moff Gideon's past, which possibly has a lot to do with where he comes from and his desire to build the planet and bring it back together. Holy shit! You can all, yeah, you can. This is a. a so he's from quote. Mandalore. You could. He's from Mandalore. You could always read his mind through his eyes. I took a look at the imagery of the the Supreme Chancellor, which really helped me. He is a supreme being in a sense. He knows it, but not everyone in the universe knows it. So that's quite the quote what? from uh, Giancarlo Esposito. What the hell? How am I just hearing about this now? When was this? This was um, about 10 Why isn't ago. this the title of the video? What the heck? We're talking about Cassian yeah. Andor. Who the hell cares about that now? <laughs> <laughs> Change the title, dude. Change the uh. title. Um, Moff Gideon is a Mandalore. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. Is Moff Gideon is a former Mandalorian. So he's seen the Supreme Chancellor. He's seen Palpatine. Of course. And I think he fancies himself a potential heir to the Empire of sorts. Wow. This is cool, bro. Yeah. Do you think he knows how to use the Force? Um, I think, of course, he knows how to use the Force. I think he's strong in the Force. I mean, like, not every person to wield the dark saber has been strong in the no. force. But, but I think the biggest clue that he was strong in the force is how good of a pilot he was. Or the fact that he took to the air so easily. You know, like, I think that that's a little hint. Um, because somehow, like, you know, you must have Jedi reflexes. Yeah. You know, like, he must have Jedi reflexes. This is blowing my mind. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna copy and paste the article in chat, so that I'm gonna put it up on screen can... right now for you guys. So uh, that sounds really interesting, dude. So he could have more reason to have beef with the Mando than we know. He could have more reason to have beef with Yoda than we know. Sorry, sorry, I put the wrong link up there, guys. I put the wrong link. It's this link. Okay, let's see here. All right, let's throw this up. So, right. So, so, if you think about it, that could be the big reveal. Yeah. Is that somehow... Um, you could have an I am your father moment. Or I am your cousin. Or I, or I killed your father. Or one of those things. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess we can get rid of you. <laughs> oh, wait, whoops. Why is my room here? I'm showing uh, I'm showing it on screen. No, stupid ads. What the hell is this? You'll see, I need to read, you'll see more of the Darksaber. You'll get the explanation of this ancient weapon to the modern world, a collapsed world. Where did this saber come from and how was it revived? It's a key in our second season, which will be back sooner than later. The saber is a key to Moff Gideon's past, which pops possibly has a lot to do with where he comes from and his desire to build a planet and bring it back together. Possibly. Possibly has a lot to do with what he... Okay. That's cool, bro. I think that's pretty sweet. So if he let's okay, let's say he can use the force. Let's say he brings back the dark side of some sort. What if he what if he is a Mandalorian inquisitor? I think he was trained by the inquisitors. Um I think he was uh, uh, trained. I think he's trained to use the dark side of the force. The dark side of the force. I think he's trained. Chat, what do we think about this? uh, I'm really excited for Mando, dude. I can't wait to see it. Return of the left guy. Um, But yeah, look, I'm very excited for Mando because I think the Mandalorian and Clone Wars are kind of like the Rebellion. You know, they're like a small sect inside of Star Wars right. that's fighting for what Star Wars is really about, which is the hero's journey of going and making a choice. Am I going to be a good person or a bad person? Right? Like, right. that's what life is about. Knowing those big choices in life where you have to make a decision Am I going to be good or am I not going to be good? Am I going to be influenced by selfless thoughts or am I going to be influenced by selfish thoughts? Right. And that's ultimately what Star Wars is all about. Um, and if you think about it, the Mandalorian very much follows those tropes in that hero's journey. When you first meet him, he is the Mandalorian with a very specific code, but a very kind of, he doesn't really have consideration for others. Right, baby Yoda starts to influence his thoughts to be, consider others instead of himself. Baby Yoda and, has clouded your judgment. And then by the end of it, baby Yoda has made him a better person, you know. Right. And so much so that the Mandalorian uh, chieftain or whatever her name is—I forget her name—you um, know, uh, sort of indoctrinates the young, um, you know, the young uh, uh, baby Yoda as a Mandalorian himself. You know, mm. um, so it, it's a really beautiful hero's journey, right? There, there, there's an actual arc there. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I think that that's what, you know, these guys understand about Star Wars and they're digging into it. So I'm very, very excited that now somehow Moff Gideon will tempt the Mandalorian into the dark side. Like, I don't think Moff Gideon is just going to go out there trying to kill him. I think Moff Gideon's actually going to go out there trying to turn him. Oh, okay. You know, he and recognizes his power, 
and instead of trying to destroy his power, tries to take advantage of his power. And where do you see Boba Fett playing a role in this? I don't see Boba Fett playing too big a role in it. Um, I, I mean, I know that there's been a, a like a rumor that he's in it, or that the actor uh, who plays him is in it. Um, but I see one of the clones coming back before I see Boba Fett coming back. So Rex. I know that there's a, yeah, Rex. I think that there's a rumor that like, or not a rumor, but there's a theory that those feet that you see in, yeah. I think it's episode eight or something, yeah. is, 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 um, is Boba. I, actually, I always thought that that was Moff Gideon uh, with those steps. I never thought it was Moba, uh, uh, Boba, but maybe I thought it, it was is. Boba. I don't know. I, I mean, what would Boba do? Boba has never, you know, he's, he's got, his only real character development came in the Clone Wars when he was a kid. You know, he doesn't really have much of a character, so... He wants revenge, baby. He wants revenge. He wants revenge right, but, on Han Solo. But how is that compatible with the storyline that's going on now? That's why it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But look, it could be, I mean, obviously... I don't know, man. If they're, bringing, if they're bringing back people from the Empire, they're gonna... They could bring him back. But one, one thing I think the news outlets... <coughs> Excuse me, might have gotten wrong. Is you know they they saw okay, Timur Morrison's coming back. Like oh my god, like Boba Fett. Okay, so he was Django, now he's Boba Fett. But it's like well, maybe he's Rex. I think a lot of news outlets don't really know about the Clone Wars. You know, they just type into Google his name and they're just like oh Django, oh Boba Fett. Oh, okay, Boba Fett's coming yeah. back. It's like well maybe he's never coming back. Maybe it's just Rex. Uh, people are saying my audio is low. I don't know if you want to maybe give it a little boost. Sure. Um, I agree with you. I actually agree with you a thousand percent on that take. Um, I think that they don't know that he plays all of the clones and that Boba Fett was indeed a clone um, because it would make a lot of sense that one of the, that he comes back as a clone. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, a lot of super chats sent towards Lebanon. Thank you guys. Uh, Bro, Mall for Solo 2, take my money, 100%. Uh, Parth donates 50 bucks. Thank you, man. Hope you all are doing well. Any thoughts about the Squadron game? Heard they might be a Mandalorian trailer coming out, too. Um, I don't know about that. Mark, looks like he misses sand and heat. Jokes aside, y'all rock. May the Force be with you. Um, may the Force be with Lebanon. Absolutely, dude. I, I don't know much about the Squadrons game. I didn't get to play it. Um, but it looks interesting. It looks cool. I, I used to play the, what was it? Rogue Squadron from the nineties. That one was fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped about it because I'm pumped about the, the, uh, the VR aspects of it. Oh, right. You know, VR. The, yeah. Right. The game's supposed to be a full release on VR. So I'm for actually Quest? pretty excited. Um, no, for uh, rift. For Rift and Vive and PS4, I believe. Cool, man. Yeah. Hey, I wish them great success. Um, Skellen Skarsgård playing Baron Harkonnen in Dune. Oh, nice. Aha, I told you it was coming. Muhaha. Disney needs to stop beating around the bush and give us a Gunray series and a Gonk Droid series, actually. Fly Force. Thank you, man. Mike Hill says, in the new comic, Luke found out who his father what his father did during Order 66? Okay, I'll get on that. 
What if we get to see Jakku on Takodana in Mando Season 2? Dude, I've had enough of Jakku. What about you? Jakku? Yeah. I mean... You only really see it in The Force Awakens, right? It's not It's not like there's other... Force Awakens and a little bit in the uh, Battlefield... Uh, Battlefront 2 game. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, look, I... And I don't want to get into this again because you guys all know how I feel and I want to keep things positive because we got good news today. I think we're all excited about Moff Gideon being a potential Mandalore and all those things. But like, I don't really consider the sequels canon. <laughs> I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. I just don't see them as part of the story. I, I think it's like, you know, it's a, it's a dream or it's like a legend or it's some kind of, you know, thing. But It's an alternate reality. It's an it's alternate like how Thanos reality. had alternate realities. Yeah. 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 I'm down with that. I don't see it as canon in my world. I used to. I don't. See... I used to. I used to be tolerant of it, and I was like, okay, well, it is what it is. But you know what? You know when Sam Witwer said like, you don't have to have anything that you don't want to be canon in your own mind or whatever. Whatever he said, said some something along those lines. He's like, whatever you want to accept, accept. Whatever you don't, don't. Something like that. Don't paraphrase. I'm just paraphrasing. Um, I'm cool with that, man. I, I'm I'm down with that. I'll do that. So yeah, I see yeah, one I mean, to six. People love those movies, and God bless them for it. You know, they're. I personally don't consider them part of the Star Wars story. You know, to me, the Star Wars story is this is my canon. Okay, my canon in terms of the films are obviously one through six. I consider Rogue One canon. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I consider Mandalore, uh, the Mandalorian canon. Yeah. I consider Rebel, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Clone Wars canon. And I kind of consider Rebels canon as well. Well, of course you it's canon. Yeah, because it's canon. It, it, if you think about Rebels and you gotta, you got to sort of accept Rebels, you have to accept the fact that Obi-Wan kills Darth Maul on Tatooine uh, pretty close to A New Hope. So if you want to accept Rebels as canon, you have to accept that Obi-Wan kills Maul on Tatooine over a campfire. And I'm ready to accept that. Oh, you didn't like that? I li I, it's one of the most... It's the best episode of Rebels by far, The Twin Sons. It's a great episode. So I accept it. I accept that that's how Darth Maul meets his end. I think he should have died with their original idea, which was supposedly supposed to be by by Vader. What do you mean? I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah. So I was super psyched because uh, when when Rebels was still coming out, Vader was supposed to be the one that kills Maul. Okay. What, what Was that talked about or was that like a rumor? Or? Yeah, it was a rumor. Got it. Yeah, it was a it was a big rumor, but it didn't. I well, obviously didn't happen. So, and it might not even be true. It might even just be like a a BS rumor. But as far as I know, everyone and their mom knew that it was going to happen. So, oh well. What can you do, Master Kenobi? Parth with another twenty. Thank you, Parth. I think Gideon can sense the Force, but not wield it, and maybe part. Part of cloning four sensitive peeps has something to do with it, and maybe his life revolves around how to somehow learn how to use the force. Yeah, I don't know if I think he uses the force. 
but I think he has some sort of ability, like Poe or whatever. He was an exceptional flyer, and they never said he used the Force, but when he was born, there was this tree that was Force-sensitive, and I think it was like the brother of the tree on Octu or something like that, and Luke gave it to them or something, and that tree had Force-sensitive powers, um, and Poe would always play on that tree. So it's like, I don't know what they're trying to elude, but you kind of can pick it up a little bit. Star Wars Galaxy, thank you, dude. Pre says, just want to personally thank you for making this content and stuff, bro. It's been a huge joy to watch hours of your content. Oh, thanks, man. I uh, hope you enjoy it, dude. Glad you do. Nikki says, hey, guys. Hey, Nikki. Social Sci-Fi says, theory. Disney doesn't want to make any material from old Star Wars new content. They can say we did this. And Cara Dune Show, your thoughts? Oh, dude, Cara Dune Show would be cool, man. Yeah. Because they can... I think Cara Dune's probably the coolest female in Star Wars after... Um, probably after Leia. Really? Yeah, you don't like Leia? No, I love Leia. I mean, but 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 you think she's cooler than Padme, cooler than Asajj Ventress, cooler than Mon than Mon. Okay, uh, let me Mon rephrase Mata. it. The mo the the non force the non force sensitive female. Cooler than like um, uh, the hand of the emperor. What? Oh, Mara what's my Jade. Yeah, well, we're talking about canon. Mara Jade. We're talking about canon though. Sadly. Yeah, yeah, but even Asajj is canon. Um, you know the um, okay. Oh, God, Asajj is the coolest. What? Who? Uh, Ahsoka. Um, the uh, no, Night I'm, Sister. I'm not talking. Queen. I'm not talking about Force users. I'm talking about Force. I just. I mean, like regular people. Oh, okay. So regular people. Yeah, I think she's cool. Because oh, I think every other female I've mentioned is a. Uh, I think Kira is cooler. I think Kira is more interesting. Yeah, but imagine those two in a fight. Right, Kira Dune's badass, just... dude. She's badass. Like she, she's just she come. I, I love, I love, like... I love how they're changing the script and portraying these women who can kick ass and actually kick ass and aren't just like, you know. Kind of skinny, frail. I think a woman can be jacked. I think it's, it's dope. I think it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely cool. But you said that she was your second favorite character after Leia. That's a different thing. Yeah, non-force sensitive person. Right, and let's be real, Leia, Leia, Leia is force sensitive. Oh, well, yeah, but how much of we like? How much of that did we really see that wasn't just like rushed in the sequels of her being Mary Poppins and then two seconds of her fighting Luke and then giving up her lightsaber? Like, I mean, what, what was that? Right, right. I mean, I agree with you that if you're thinking about strict non-force-sensitive female characters, Cara Dune is very cool. Even though I, I, I um, I'm trying to figure. You're on the fence. Of, right? you're, you're not into it. It's fine. It's fine. I, I think she's pretty cool. I just thought that the episode that featured her was the worst episode of The Mandalorian. I thought it was. You know, right. so I don't think that we've seen. Her full potential yet. I thought she was very good in the finale. I mm. thought she was very good in the finale. Yeah. Um, but the episode, uh, the kind of you know the Seven Samurai um, adaptation episode, 
I thought was the weakest of all the episodes. Okay. Very close with the Bill Burr episode. Both those episodes for me <laughs> yeah, were you, very... You hated that one. Yeah, okay, I can see how you see it slow. It was okay, man. I had fun. The ATST was pretty cool with red eyes. <laughs> it doesn't take much to make me happy. Give, give me an ATST with red eyes for good. Yeah. No, dude. I I think I think she's cool. It's chats being. Oh, she's definitely Satil cool. Sean. Definitely. Yeah, we're talking about canon. We're talking about secondary characters or or even third characters, um, not primary characters, not force sensitives. I think she's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could just say she's a pretty cool character instead Bo of Katan. saying she's your second favorite. What? That's what I think. You said she's your second favorite yeah, character so, Yeah, so? Yeah, you know, yeah, she's cool. For a non-Force user, yeah, I think she's cool. She's, I stand by what I said. She's a cool character. I'd be down for a spinoff right. show on her. <laughs> well, look, she has her own show, and she's, a, she's a, definitely a supporting character. But wait a minute. So just to close this little uh, mini-debate up, are you saying that Leia is not a Force-sensitive character? She is, but, it, I mean... You're changing the rules, young one. She is, yeah. Well, I don't know. We didn't really get to see her use the Force like the Skywalker bloodline would have her do. Right, but she's still a Force-sensitive character, though. Yeah, only in the sequels. Well, no, actually in the original trilogy, too, in, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine then. All right, we could just you end it with there. Cara Dune is a cool character, which right. I totally agree. Cara with. Dune's a cool character. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. She's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, can't have opinions in 2020. <laughs> can't. Can't say you like something; it's the best. It'll cause so much turmoil. Well, you can. You can say you just gotta qualify, you know, your your ranking appropriately. I don't know? need no. I don't need to do any of that shit. I can just say, hey, I like this character. They're cool. End of discussion. That's yes, it. I agree with that. You I know? agree with that. And if you don't like it, well, great, good for you. That's how it is. That's how it should be. Not this like, no. What about this character? What about that character? Oh, you're not a real Star Wars fan. You're not this. It's like, dude, like, it's it is what it is, man. It's my opinion. As I say on the gaming channel, well, I can't say that here, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's, uh, it's all good. What's this uh, lightsaber thing that you posted about? That looks interesting. Yeah, so Inside Editions is making a, a new book on all the lightsabers in Star Wars. And they're giving like a, a good backstory on the lightsaber itself, its owners, and yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And they're gonna like talk about like its origin and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So they hit me up and they're like, you know, we we loved how you were covering so much of the, the, the jet. The what was that? I forgot the name of it now. I just call it Luke's point of view. Um, it's not Path of the Jedi. It's um. <laughs> oh well, whatever. Luke's point of view series, and they're like, yeah, we're coming out with a new book. Uh, check it out. And they sent me some promotional stuff and they're like feel free to like post it i'm like okay cool sweet you know one other i'm sorry go ahead go ahead that's it so one other i think cool bit of news since we've been talking about mandalorian so much that we haven't mentioned um that i want to give a lot of props to 
is that The Mandalorian was nominated for 15 Emmys. Right. 15 Emmys. Right. Um, that is, I think, a really cool achievement uh, for Star Wars. Um, I think Star Wars was no has was nominated for like maybe six or seven Oscars and maybe ten Oscars, mostly for special effects and, 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 and score and stuff like that. Um, I believe only like special effects and John Williams have won. Um, I'm not even 100% sure. I think Star Wars only has won one or two Oscars. Uh, I think it might be only one, but maybe two. It, no, it definitely won for best editing for New Hope for Marsha Lucas. Um, and I believe John Williams maybe won and uh, Murin maybe won for special effects. I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. Um, but I know for sure that uh, Marsha Lucas won for best editing. Um, but look, I think it's pretty cool to get 15 uh, nominations uh, for The Mandalorian. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, it's great. I hope they keep getting more. Hey, they keep making good stuff like that. They're going to get way more. Dead silence. The pause. What are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at all the different categories that it was nominated for. Um it was nominated for Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance by Taika Waititi as IG-11, uh, which he did a great job in. Can I segue? Uh, Can I segue? Yeah, yeah, what go. What do you think his uh, movie's going to be about? Who, Taika? Yeah. I have no idea, man. You don't know? I have no idea. Do you think the Ryan Johnson trilogy is happening? I mean... No. I put the Ryan Johnson trilogy right there next to the Cassian Andor series, so I was wrong about Cassian Andor, so maybe I'm wrong about the Ryan Johnson one too. You know, who who knows? Yeah, maybe tomorrow we're gonna get an announcement. Yeah. Ryan Johnson to direct twelve new Star Wars films. <laughs> Ryan Johnson to make a Cara Dune trilogy. <laughs> oh. Uh, Ryan Johnson to make twelve movies on Anakin's backstory. I'd probably right. I'd probably jump off a cliff at that point. It'd be over. Padme, Hera, Sabine, and then Jin Urso for me. That's good. It's a good list. It's a good list. We've been on the gaming channel. Channel, the hell. Uh, watch when heavy sequels references come in Mando. Oh, yeah, I can see that. They said that um, a lot of Palpatine's cloning thing is going to be explained in Mando. So. Love the channel. I'm a massive Rebel fan. My fave Star Wars story. Thoughts on Ezra and Ahsoka in Mando or separate series? I think they'll be in Mando. Well, we know Ahsoka's going to be in Mando. And I think Ezra could be in Mando too. It'd be neat. And that would lead us maybe to Thrawn. Which Star Wars faction do you like? Republic, Empire, CIS, Confederacy of Independent Systems, Rebels, Rebellion, First Order... Um, uh, probably the Empire. Yeah, Empire's cool. What about you, Mark? Uh, what's the question? Snap out of it, baby. What you doing? No, I'm here, buddy. Uh, what's the question? What Star Wars faction do you like? Republic, Empire, um, CIS, Rebe Rebels, Rebellion, First Order. I mean, I, I've I've always been a kind of a Sith. Uh, faction guy, yeah. which I guess leans towards the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down with that. 
because like we never got to see I also like the Republic I'm a big fan of the Republic um, but we never really For got democracy. to see what, what the what the rebellion turned into you know we never got to see the new Republic well and that's the thing man there's you know, what, there's so much yeah as you said there's so much to fill in that Disney can do that Lucasfilm can do it's like are we focusing on space Vikings like I thought it was kind of a slap in the face when they they said we're gonna do High Republic and not Old Republic. <laughs> it's like you're you're right, you're almost there, man. <laughs> Would you be annoyed like me if they did a Ray Skywalker show, thirteen seasons? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'd watch it. I just wouldn't consider most of it. That's all. I think Ryan can make a good story with new characters, not already existing ones. Yeah, I think he's very creative in that sense. I just think he shouldn't touch anything that has any sort of history. Or lore. Yeah. I think he should, yeah, definitely get his own things. And uh, thanks for that clarification. Yeah, Star War, uh, A New Hope won seven Oscars. All in, like, uh, special effects and sound design and... Marsha Lucas and original score and stuff like that. Yeah, they did a great job on Mando. So I have, I mean, they did they they announced season three, right? I forgot. I think so. Yeah. So then we're probably gonna get a season four too. I hope. And then by the time that comes out, Obi Wan should be ready. Because of Obi Wan. Because of what you've done. Sorry, bro. Been marathoning Smallville for a week. What the hell? It's a good show. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, this is going around. Uh, actor Diego Luna on, on starting production for the Cassian Andor series. There is no rush. <laughs> Diego Luna and I are on the same page. So yeah, man, like, I don't know if we need to do this show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you like messages them. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's no rush. It's all good. Take your time. No, but I think it's going to be cool. I think K2SO is fun, and seeing the Empire is going to be great. Plus, we get to see more of Krennic, maybe. Plus, we got something to talk about on this show, you know? I know, it's been dead, dude. It's been so dead. Between this and my computer dying for the 5,000th time after I've spent so much money on it, and uh, it's been stressful. Not fun. Hey, can either of you explain the difference between the High Republic and the Old Republic? Yeah, so Old Republic is thousands of years before Episode One. High Republic is like 400 years or something, 200 years or something like that before Episode One. Right, Mark? You concur. Um, look, I'll be honest with you. I know quite a bit about the Old Republic. I'm a big fan of that series, mainly because of the video games. And I played the hell out of KOTOR, KOTOR 2. And SOTOR, um, you know, played all those games a lot. Yeah. Um, loved that whole era. I don't know anything about the High Republic other than some of the things that we've been making fun about, which is like the space, uh, the space yeah, Vikings yeah. and stuff like that. I don't really know much about it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. It's just uh, I saw some of the art that they posted with the new Jedi, and that's about it. Totally random, but I just started watching the Schmodown Star Wars movie trivia video, and Sam Witwer blows my mind with his knowledge of Star Wars. Yeah, he's uh, he's the king, for sure. He's the king. Yeah, he's got a very good memory, 
and uh, good understand. But also, you have to understand, like, the, like people say that, and like, sure, massive props to him. But like, he's in Lucasfilm. Like, like, think how much we know as fans, or how much you guys know as fans. How much would you know if you're a fan? Plus, that's your job where you go in there and you're like with the maker of Star Wars, and all you talk about is the story of Star Wars, past, present, and future possibilities why this future wouldn't happen or would happen or why that can happen or whatever because of this and this and this character and their backstory so it's like he's been doing that for what how many years 20 years yeah i mean he, like you know what he started out in um in force uh unleashed. force unleashed so yeah he's been doing it for a minute yeah so you better know a lot that's for sure, but yeah, he does know. But he also lives it. He also look. He's a genuine fan. I've met him a few times. He's a genuine fan, and um, I'd love to get him back on the show so we can talk more Star Wars. Yeah, that last interview was. We didn't get to finish anything, man. Like, we need to get him back. He has unfinished business. Yep. Uh, Lowell Mark, how's the milk over there? Charlie asks, how's the milk over there on the Twin Sun planet? Um, I haven't found um, uh, udders <laughs> that are in, 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 um, in, in, in proper working order. Why don't you go ask Luke? Oh, you got to travel a good amount of years for that. Some, some green milk. I wonder, like, like all joking aside, I wonder um, on Star Wars A New Hope, the first movie when they were on set, in, in in Tunisia, I believe they shot all that stuff. Um, what actually was the prop of the blue milk? Like, what actually did they put in there? Was it just, like, regular milk with blue dye? You think it was that simple? Or do you think that it was actually something that you could drink? I think I saw a post with Mark Hamill on Twitter a while ago. And he was, like, a reply to a comment, and he said it tasted really bad. So it was probably just regular milk with like a blue dye, like a blue food coloring, right? I don't know, man. Maybe. We should make our own blue milk and like do it like uh, and, and, and taste it. You know what has really good blue? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Uh, Galaxy's Edge. How, oh, it has good blue milk? I've, that was so tasty. And like the texture and everything was just perfect about it. It was really good. I tried the That's green cool. milk too, it and it, it wasn't really that great, but it, it was okay. But it wasn't as good as the blue milk, and the blue milk was like, that was cool, man. It tasted like milk mixed with melted Jolly Ranchers on ice, <laughs> and it was like it yeah. was interesting. It was like mucusy, but it was it was not disgusting. It was not it, it was pretty sweet, um, but it was like just the right amount they could tone down the sweetness a little bit but it was good like i'd have one of those machines in my home that'd be cool we should do a new show called cooking with hucks and it'll be like an animated thing where hucks is like a chef and he does like food from the star wars uh saga like a yeah yeah, we could do that (laughs) new episode of once upon a theory uh by the way we're working on season two we just need more join members we don't need them but we do well we do need them actually expensive ass episodes what do you guys think of the Family Guy and Robot Chicken piss takes? Uh, have I seen those? I don't think I've seen those. Have you? I have not uh, seen the piss takes. No, I don't even know what that I don't is, know what to that be is, honest. Dude. Yoda and Palpatine versus Luke and Vader. Who wins? 
Yoda and Palpatine oh, well, yeah. versus Luke and Vader. I'm going to go with Yoda and Palpatine. Yeah, 100%. Dude, Palpatine versus Luke and Vader, Palpatine would win. Catching up any weekly Star Wars... Catching up on weekly Star Wars quota, Sam Witwer should be some kind of consultant on all things Star Wars, making sure it makes sense for the fans. Yes, I agree. I think him, John Favreau, and uh, uh, Dave Filoni should be always considered when making any sort of decision. They should be the one that puts the stamp fabuloso on things. What's the Mandalorian news? Rewind. Rewind, bro. I'll probably cut it up, cut up this video and, and uh, upload parts of it or something. Just so you guys get it condensed because this stream was a little confusing uh, with the title. Well, look, it's uh, 6.22. We're, we've gone 60 minutes. Any more questions from the uh, Rule of Two Army here? <laughs> oh, God. Mark's like, Jesus. No, I'm down to chat. I'm down to chat too, man. It's just there isn't much to talk about anymore. But yeah, if you guys have questions, start shooting some questions, man. Like, I mean, we've gone through more Star Wars news today than we usually go through because there's just not that much going on. True. Right now, I'm reading a story uh, that came out on July 24th. Two new Jedi Masters step forward in Star Wars The High Republic. Sakir, which looks kind of like... one of those reptilian creatures, um, and Avar Chris, um, who's the best of the best, supposedly. Yeah. Um, she is a Jedi Knight, uh, the hero of Hetztal, and she's supposed to be the best Jedi. And that's it, you know. Like I don't know it. Like I'm not a big fan of the art for the. It kind of looks like bad Sotor art, you know. Yeah. Are there any like, any other Jedi Masters? <laughs> um, no, there's only two. Sakir, who's like a big uh, reptilian character. Like, what's that reptilian bounty hunter? Uh, God, I forget his name Bosk. right now. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that same uh, race, yeah. and then a female human blonde uh, girl. Uh, has been introduced before as the best of the best. So she's probably in the bloodline of... Uh, so she's probably got a little bit of aimbot in her. Yeah. I mean, you know, she can at least wall bang. She she at least has wall hacks. <laughs> uh, I think I saw one or two guys as Jedi as well. I think there's an old guy. Not old, um, I think he's probably like here. 40 or something. He looks exactly like the dude from the Old Republic cinematic where uh, Malgus fights. I forgot his name. I don't know his name, actually. Uh, I'm seeing uh, one Zabrak. There's definitely a Zabrak in the High Republic picture. Um, and then there's one human that's got like a beard. There's one Twi'lek. Um... Yeah, there's like a Twi'lek. There's one um, character that kind of looks a little bit like a Saj Ventress. Hmm. 
That's funny. Anyway, um, let's see what the chat's saying. In the new Vader comic, uh, Vader's going to Padme's tomb on Naboo. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. He's done that before, though. In Vader Down, I think uh, he does that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be neat. Who do you think could play Asajj Ventress? I don't know. Charlie's Theron? Was Jave dead? No. Oh, dude. It's way too old. You should try and interview Ian McDermott on here. That'd be awesome. Will they ever make a Sith series? Or You know what? It's funny you say that. Um, I was looking online, and in 2021, they're actually releasing a book called The Tiny Handbook of the Sith or something, which... Seems interesting, but like, why would they release it in 2021? Why not now? When will Disney? When will Disney relent on trying to change Star Wars history? I think our new look. It's like I said before. Our only hope is is uh, is the Mandalorian. Yeah. I think the Mandalorian. Um, if people keep loving the Mandalorian. And keep loving the direction that the Mandalorian has taken Star Wars lore back into its original roots, and that is popular, and that is universally regarded as awesome. I think they have to double down on that. You know, like I think there is no smart executive who's going to double down on anything that came out of the sequels, and that's ultimately why I have such cynicism around the Cassian Andor thing. But then again, Cassian Andor came from Rogue One, which is the best of the Disney era Star Wars films. Um, so they are, I guess, doubling down on success. But I think, yeah, if, if you keep doubling down on success, The Mandalorian will take Star Wars into a good place. Well, I just think it's... A, yeah, definitely, but I just think it's... A, to add to that, I think it's a matter of who you allow to take the reins you know if you're letting dave filoni and and favreau and all those guys like all right cool it's going to be a great real show real star wars movie or show but if you don't then the toss-up you never know you never know what you get i don't think the backlash will ever get as bad as it was with the last jedi so i think that's at least good um so going forwards i think that it can only really get better because it's it's I can't see it being that bad. I can't. Yeah. I mean, unless they completely change the main characters around, like they change Anakin around, or Obi-Wan, or Mace Windu, or I don't know, dude. Be weird. Do you think they should do a story about first Jedi Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. Old Republic. Go very, back to the very beginning. In my opinion, Star Wars needs to move from OT era, focus more on the PT era, the prequels, and also move beyond the sequel trilogy with new characters and new stories, no rehashes. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, well, I mean that's... I'm down with that, Yeah, too. they should have done that with the sequel trilogy with a new story that connected to... Actually, no, not, not a new story. They should have just picked up where the Return of the Jedi ended. But yeah, I mean, now it's just, just pick up the pieces and move on. 
Any more, uh, any more Doomcock theories? Any more questions? Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see any, anyone say anything about him today. Usually I always get a bunch of questions. Or emails. Mark, you didn't hear anything? I I don't really watch his stuff, man. Yeah. 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 Mark Hamill, get Mark Hamill on the show. It'd be nice. <laughs> Why don't we get George Lucas while we're at it? Yeah, let's get George. Let's get George, Mark Hamill, and um, and we could do like our own little panel. Can you imagine if if George have, actually came Warwick on the show. Davis. Jesus. Yeah. Everyone would just be like, "Is this a deep fake?" I wonder if the Sith book will expand on Disney's version of the ancient ancient Sith they mentioned in Episode Nine, the ones named the Legions after. Oh, like oh. Ancient Sith. I gotta watch episode nine again. I don't remember. You mean the ones in the stands? Is that who? Are you talking to me, dude? No, I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, dude. I uh, this sh this episode turned out a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. So I thank the fans for that. You know, it was a good, engaging chat. We still got over a thousand the, people the in the fans chat. Are always engaging. Great. They always make make the day. Here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you guys made the day. You guys made the show. Um, I premiered my brand new uh, Tatooine background. I think that was a success, right? I think people dug that. Maybe next week I'll come up with a different background. Maybe next week you'll be on Kashyyyk. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna go to Kashyyyk, but I'm gonna be somewhere. Go to Coruscant. I'm gonna be somewhere. I might go to Coruscant, uh, you know, but Coruscant is a little bit, uh, you know, there's a lot of unrest in Coruscant. Too right crowded, now, you know. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe yeah, Dagobah. Yeah, but the, maybe Dagobah. Maybe Dagobah. Look, uh, Bespin is all is, is an option. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of, uh, you know, the um, the the uh, the the planet of of uh, of uh, the uh, the moon of Endor. It's a very cool place. Dathomir, Dantooine, Talos. I mean, there's a bunch of interesting places that we can go to. Sit on the throne, dude, in the Death Star. Mustafar. Mustafar. You will go to That's the cool. Mustafar. I want to have, have backgrounds that move. I want to have more interactive backgrounds. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, maybe I should get like a GIF background. I wonder if you could put a GIF back there. But you yeah, can. and then loop it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that. That'd be cool. Just be like sitting on, <laughs> sitting somewhere at freaking Coruscant. And there's like cars zipping by and like vehicles, ships. Yeah, yeah. People fighting, having like a bar fight behind me. Um, you will travel to the Mustafar system and wipe them out. Black Spire Outpost is available. What was that? Sorry, my my headset just fell off my head. Keep it up. Thanks, Parth. Okay, guys, we generated $371 for Lebanon today. 30% uh, of that is going to YouTube, but I'm just going to match the 371 And, uh, yeah, I mean, great job, guys. So, yeah, awesome job. Uh, the actual, right, it is, first of all, it is GIF, just like it's actually Gigabyte. 
Oh, Not good goodbye. You're gone. You left us. <laughs> All they see now is the chat. That's fine, I guess. Oh, they see your face now again. What the hell? Dude, I can't wait to get my computer fixed. Make sure you go to the next uh, gaming stream tonight, guys. Hopefully, if I can stream and uh, we'll be doing a fundraiser there. And I'll announce what it is. <laughs> oh, what the hell happened? I don't know, dude. This I don't know, dude. That's what you get for having state-of-the-art equipment. Oh, well. You're back. Are we back? Are we back? Yeah. Yeah, we've always been... All right, cool. Left. Well, look, thank you so much, guys. I uh, I love it. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week, all right? And then hopefully there will be something else to talk about. Love you all. See you later. Hold on, you got to say... Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, right. Where, where's my head? I'm like, oh, I got to go fix my computer now. All right. Raise my friends, my boy.